the help express for your SOS. For this month, this Mercury retrograde has been insane, y'all. And it just, you know, it didn't start in this month, but still. But still, it's been fucking nuts. And I know I'm not alone. I've been witnessing people struggling like crazy when it comes to Mercury and things during this time. And it's been hard when they're not really into astrology. And I'm like trying to be like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like, it's okay. No one gives a shit. No, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They're not there. And it's hard. It's hard. When you speak a language and nobody understands Mercury retrograde problems. Anyway, hello. How are you doing? How has your Mercury retrograde been? Because I love, like, you already heard how it's been for me. So, you're about to hear more about that. <laughs> Next on Spiritual Podcast. Thank you for being here. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. If you dare. Claire. Let's talk about the number this month. So it's a seven month and a seven year. Together that makes 14 and that in Destiny Matrix in the major arcana of tarot in general is the temperance card. And together it makes five and five is all about change and freshness and newness and communication, expression, artistic expression, creative expression, um, It's also marketing and um, travel and, you know, obviously it being all of that during a time where we've had the the, like gnarliest Mercury retrograde, I've consciously witnessed (laughs) as somebody who hasn't been always into astrology their whole entire life, you know, up until the point where I started becoming cognizant of these things. This is the most craziest Mercury retrograde I've ever experienced. Um, you know, and, and that it tends to affect me more because I'm not only a Virgo stellium, but I'm Mercury dominant in, in personal planets in Western astrology and in my D1 chart in Vedic astrology. And I'm a five life path, um, with a three soul urge and a three personality. So, um, yeah, (laughs) There's a little bit of mercury up my butt and it gets me in a rut when mercury takes a nap and I say crap, you know, you're welcome. It's a wrap. I'm done. I'm done with that song. So let's move along. Here we go. Oh my God. Mercury is out of retrograde, isn't it? Oh my fucking God. <laughs> it is. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Mercury is getting out. It just got out of retrograde. I'm just like. <laughs> Jiggity jig. Here comes my little wriggle. Riddle. Oh, see? My little riddle. Kid. See, I'm not, just, I called it a wriggle. Mm, yep. Shut up. 
it's the shadow aspects of when Mercury goes into shadow after the retrograde. Is anyone still here? Probably not. That's okay. I'll just entertain myself for the rest of this episode. Um, and that's fine with me. <laughs> that's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, Lindsay, it's a hard not life for me. It's a seven month and a seven year. So like I said, temperance, um, what I picked up on when I was contemplating this and I was like tapping in was, you know, just the fact that um, it creates a five, 14 creates a five and temperance. So you find balance through creating like switching things up, basically just switching things up and allowing yourself to express yourself, um, allow your emotions to be heard in whatever way that is. It doesn't mean, you know, it's just even like just, uh, journaling or singing or dancing, whatever it is to get that emotion out of your body. Cause there's going to be a lot of emotions that are going to be coming up to the surface during this time. And, you know, I'm saying this all during a new moon and I can tell that things are going to be pretty solid, like dried up and like not in a bad way, but just, you know, like I think a lot of us have felt like we're sort of in a flood, um, you know, a little wibbly wobbly, a little cloudy and all of this stuff. I feel a lot more like groundedness and clarity and just like solidness you know like um coming up on this new moon but I can I can also tell that there's been a lot of emotional stuff that just needs to be addressed and felt and expressed um and worked out right now because a lot of people a lot of us have been going through a lot of triggering have been going through a lot of like you know painful relationship endings with mercury being retrograded and Venus being retrograded and maybe over miscommunication, maybe over saying the wrong things and not meaning them, um, so on and so forth. Just, you know, all, all types of things along those lines. There's nothing more painful than a relationship with someone who you're very close to on a soul level ending over something that just didn't need to happen. And a lot of times that's, you know, saying things, out of like context and character that you didn't really mean and that having be the end of uh, a relationship with someone who meant the world to you is just really fucking painful you know it's it's one thing for pop it's like paw <laughs> oh my god yeah shut up um it's one thing for paths to you know kind of just move apart and for people just to grow apart it's another to know that everything's fine, everything is going down a great track, and then all of a sudden somebody decides to do something that they didn't have to do and um, chose to do anyway and destroyed it. That's It's really painful on both parties, and when that happens, when, that part, when somebody self-sabotages a connection, when somebody willingly destroys a connection, willingly, um, you know, like tempers with it um you know puts it at risk it's it's very difficult to deal with and that's a lot of pain 
to work through when that's happening and you've been through that and are experiencing that. And sometimes um, because it's such an intense connection, we have a tendency of swallowing down whatever hurts, pains, triggers, negative emotions, negative thoughts we have about that person to save the validity of whatever the case may be. But that's the thing, though, you need to like this is anybody who has a 59th gate, you can understand this. And if you have your, your South Node in Libra, probably two things along those lines, like Venus dominance, um, you know, avoiding your own negative thoughts and feelings about things to keep the peace, you know, to keep the relationship going, to keep the peace, to for everything to be okay. Um, being afraid of having any kind of negative thoughts and emotions about someone you love. Um, and being afraid of that ending things, maybe that's a Scorpio South Node thing too, a, a five life path thing, having five in your chart, having tons and destiny matrixes, which is the wheel of fortune. So a lot of times it can make you feel like you're a tumbleweed and it makes it so that you start to manipulate situations to prevent yourself from needing to move on from them. Um, and you know, just boils down to the 59 gate, which is the lesson of the 59 gate in human design is to be very honest about how you're feeling and about any situation that's at hand as best you can and not to try to manipulate it or yourself um, to be what you want it to be. And that's a very nuanced statement, right? Because obviously we all want to work on relationships and things that need help. Um, we don't want to just like throw people out the window. We need to stop doing that. We need to start learning how to talk about our feelings and bring up our, our issues and work them out instead of just throwing people out the fucking window. This is just like a fast food culture has got out of control with that kind of stuff. And you can see just with, with divorce rates, how people just are like, they go into marriage, not taking it as seriously as it used to be. And that's, you know, a double-edged sword because before... <laughs> You weren't allowed to get divorced, even if your spouse was physically or whatever abusing you, so on and so forth. Things are a lot rougher in that kind of sense. But now it's, you know, the other side of, of that negativity, which is where people don't take marriage as, marriage as seriously. Um, they always say and think to themselves to, to some certain level or degree that, oh, you know, well... If it doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce and it's going to be fine. And as long as that caveat is there in your mind where you're like, well, we can always get divorced. I don't think you put the same amount of weight as a marriage deserves. You know what I mean? To a certain degree, that's true. And um, but regardless of marriage or not, I think all relationships need to be a little bit taken a little bit seriously. Like they need to be. You know, instead of like ghosting people, like repairing and addressing things with people, I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to grow properly in this culture of just ghost with the most, you know, just like fucking flake out the ass, like air sign culture on its negative side, like I've talked about before, <laughs> just like because we're moving into six line existence and it's typically seen as Aquarius and it's ruled by Saturn, but it's also, you know, the modern day ruler is Uranus. Um, 
And so because, you know, we're moving into that, we're experiencing the immature qualities of an air sign, specifically Aquarius in this case, because in human design, we're moving into a new era that's symbolized by the sixth line. So I've talked about this in my Instagram stories. I forgot that I didn't say it here. I don't think I might have. I probably did. I don't remember. Um, but, you know, it's like that the immature, underdeveloped side of Aquarius that um, judges things on a surface, detached, objective level to a point where it's a detriment and also just has no problem walking away uh, without saying anything. You know, like... Um, it's just used to like not being super engaged, right? So it just, you know, and it sees the biggest picture. So it knows that it inherently knows that, oh, everything ends. Relationships and people come and go and that's okay. And I'm just going to go now. And that's fine. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. But I'm just, I'm just reminding everyone out there, you know, in case it is a time and a place where it'd be better if you communicated rather than just threw someone out you know like um you know at least you know what <clears throat> excuse me even if you were going to and you had to move away from someone in whatever kind of relationship and connection is really doing someone a solid when you lovingly tell them why and you're brave enough to do so because one of the worst things that actually gets people the most, especially when this was somebody who was really close to you that you loved a lot, is when you don't care enough to communicate to them the faults that you are seeing in them and in the situation because it just seems like you, that's just that's like the biggest dig. Like You never really cared about that person. You don't actually really care about that person. It, if you don't care enough to express whatever it is that that person has been doing that they need to work on, but you just want to make it a character flaw and stamp it on their forehead and throw them out in the garbage. You know what I mean? That's where I'm coming from. And that's, that's cause even just going back into my, my life and all the breakups that I've been through friendship and romantic um, the thing that hurt me the most is not knowing why and being ghosted and like hung out to dry and people talking shit about me behind my back and me knowing they are and not knowing why and who exactly and not being able to not being able to speak my piece, not being able to stand up for myself because everybody chose not to confront me, but to do it behind my back. And this happened to me multiple times. And that's really painful. And it, it's it's very kind of like almost like on a really instinctual animalistic level, kind of like traumatizing because you, you're not being given you're not being given a voice. You're not being given a chance to speak for yourself or to even like defend yourself. You're kind of just it's like people are just deciding to, you know, burn the witch and you don't have a choice because the court ordered that to be the case you never had a voice and say in anything you know what I mean like on an on a instinctual level it's it's traumatizing like that and it is that um so you should always be brave enough to say exactly why you know you're moving away from someone unless it's somebody you just met 
fine. But if you've been invested in a relationship with someone, you've been invested in a connection with someone and you really care about that person, or even if it's somebody you just met and you feel like it's appropriate, I would say you, regardless of how they're going to react, because you know that they're going to get defensive and that is okay. But I think that it'd be good if more of us had a habit of bringing up our problems and grievances with love to be worked on, not as a judgment and a, and a, you know, character call and flaw, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, and like I said, obviously it's not always appropriate. It's not always the case. Um, you know, life's complicated. People are complicated, so on and so forth. But I think, I think most of y'all know what I mean. You know, we could do a little bit less of flakiness. We could do a little bit less of, you know, miscommunication or just like ghosting and just writing people off in situations off that really don't deserve it. And there's, it's one thing to trust your instincts and to stay away from someone if you know that something's wrong, right? And you know instinctively that it wouldn't be worth saying anything, so on and so forth, right? But there's cases where that's not the case and you really owe that person an apology or at the very least an explanation so that they can learn and grow from the situation and not be left in the dark. If you ever really cared about that person, you would let them know what they did wrong so they can at least have that kind of closure and have that kind of understanding. And then eventually down the line, they'll be able to learn and grow from it better and have somewhere in their heart knowing that you cared enough to tell them what they did wrong so they could do better. You know what I mean? So tell them what they did wrong so they could do better. Because you owe that to someone that you loved and cared about. Otherwise, you never really cared about them in the first place. Or you're just somebody who doesn't have a mindset of growth. And you're just really immature, you know? And <laughs> some people are just like that. Most people are actually like that. I wanted to invite an... an um, more of a mindset of growth and evolution um you know so that's that's why I said that <laughs> anyway my god all right so all that being said let's get down to the logistics of things that we can do and implement for this seven month in a seven year uh to help us live our best lives How can we help ourselves move through this time logistically? Well, for starters, for starters, if you're someone who has a dominance of odd numbers in their numerological chart, an odd number month is going to be very rough when it comes to um, kind of just being in an addictive space, right? Having a hard time being in balance having a hard time not being obsessive about things, having a hard time like not being stuck and self-sabotaging and just being completely like a tornado, um, either like imploding on yourself or like being everywhere and, and nowhere at once. And um, that sounds pretty grim, but as beautiful and as artistic and as creative and as free-spirited and as expansive and joyful and cheerful 
is being having like a lot of odd numbers is also very ungrounding. And then when we add it to an odd number year and an odd number month, it's definitely the case where you will tend to find yourself in situations where you're in a very addictive state, in a very ungrounded state, in a very obsessive state in a very self-sabotaging state in a very stuck kind of state even because you're like you're so chaotic that you're stuck it's like the eye of a hurricane um you know these are like very like adhd symptoms and i wouldn't be surprised if most people with adhd had on number dominance um i i suspect that i might have adhd actually um i have very similar symptoms to it, but I do have OCD. So there's that. But anyway, um, so the, the first thing I'd have to say, regardless of whether you're odd, odd dominant, but especially if you're odd dominant, um, you're going to want to get yourself an amethyst. And if you don't already have, if you don't already have an amethyst, if you do have an amethyst, cleanse that puppy up and put it on because it's going to help you to, um, become very grounded and balanced and also very clear in your intuition and your mind. And therefore you're going to have an easier time not going like into extremes. Amethyst is known as a crystal for sobriety, right? It's it, that, and that's simply because it's, it works with your third eye and it works with your root. A lot of times we become very chaotic and addictive and obsessive and ruminating and stuck and all this stuff when we're having issues with those two chakras. Um, so when you bring those two in and if you get a lavender one, then you're also incorporating your crown, which would also be very nice. But regardless, lavender and other crystals like lavender, because there's plenty of other crystals that have similar qualities to lavender, to lavender, to amethyst, my gosh to amethyst what did i say shadow um so it's not only amethyst that can help you in that kind of way um there's you know search and listen to your inner guidance and your intuition and what resonates for you with helping yourself be more grounded helping yourself overcome obsessiveness or addictions or just like being like super chaotic and intense in your energy which can be really uncomfortable I know, trust me, <laughs> I went through this during July, which was the five month, and I'm going through this again during the seven month, except, you know, seven is a little bit less chaotic uh, than five. Five was like, whoo, Nelly, a tornado and a half. Seven can be chaotic and obsessive and intense, but it's it has like this effervescence to it that doesn't make it as like like uh intense intense <laughs> if that makes sense you know joe um no we don't say this word we don't say this name sorry joe's out there but we don't say that name here i'm sorry 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 uh claire i see your handcuffs i, I said i'm sorry and i'm not gonna say it again you're not gonna be taking me away anywhere this is my show who gave you those handcuffs anyway? God, Claire. Anyway, sorry, Claire. Gosh, she's such a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, if your name is Claire, it's nothing personal. I'm just being a weirdo and, you know, it's just odd numbers to the max and a Mercury dominant. And that's why you're here, right? That's why you're here. This is why you're here. Right? Cool. Anyway... Um, so yeah, 
amethyst and crystals like amethyst just do your research find which one resonates with you that you would like to wear if that even calls you in the first place um outside of that though you'll hear a lot of numerologists say that tiger's eye is a wonderful and amazing crystal to have for seven and seven months and seven days and issues related to seven because it's very protective it also works with your solar plexus um, which really helps with your confidence, right? When we're really stuck in our heads and we're really ruminating, which seven can really make you super suspicious, super ruminating, super emotional, um, very like just me even paranoid and feeling chaotic and all of those things and really like struggling with all of that and like struggling with what the truth is, struggling with anything that is seemingly obstructing the truth for you. Um, to varying degrees, maybe even to extreme sometimes, um, Tiger's Eye is going to help you stay very grounded and rooted and confident in yourself. And then when you pair that with amethyst in your intuition, right, in, and being able to find that peace and grounding and self-confidence, those two amongst many are some of the ones that could be very powerfully positive and, and like just positively impactful and healing during seven years seven months and or if you're struggling with seven in general in your chart maybe it's your karmic number maybe it's one of your just numbers in general regardless um those crystals are really great for your solar plexus your third eye and you know just having more strength having more energy being more grounded um, being more centered and um, more productive, which can be an issue for odd numbers because, like I said, sometimes it's like being in the eye of a hurricane. It's an like ADHD freeze response symptom um, where you seemingly are doing nothing, but you're not doing any, like, but you're actually like super stressed out because you're just sitting there and you're just stuck, you know. Those are some of the crystals that can greatly help you, um, and they're just very common ones. They're really inexpensive. I found my tiger's eye that I just got recently at Goodwill. Um, you never really know if that's real or not, but it's always nice to find something that speaks to you at Goodwill in general because it's just, you know, it's kind of kismet. It's a little bit serendipity, and if it's speaking to you, it just becomes a really special piece. Um, for you to have so it's always really nice when you can find crystals there just you know just as all crystals just cleanse them and charge them in the way that you see fit and cleanse them in the way that you see fit but do make sure you cleanse them appropriately because not all crystals are the same and some cannot be cleaned with water or with salt so on and so forth so make sure you're being responsible with that because crystals are also not not just because you can damage the crystal but sometimes it can be toxic Thankfully, Tiger's Eye can handle water, um, and all it takes is just, all, all you need to do is just run it underwater and pray over it with whatever intention and prayer you want to, or you could just say this water is cleansing it, you know, whatever floats your boat. Anyway, well, Amethyst is also like that because it's a quartz family crystal, and most quartz can handle water and even, and even salt when it comes to quartz um, in small amounts, you know. Never get to overdose on the salt. I don't know where this is coming from, but we're just getting some crystal clearing lessons 101. You're welcome. Um, that's always helpful. <laughs> and, you know, just the staples of, like, clear quartz and rose quartz, you can never go wrong with any of those things. 
Um, so yeah, just going back to, I was about to say like, you know, mindfulness and picking crystals and doing things like that can really help you get centered again and have a moment of mindfulness because it requires you to kind of scan your energy body and like think about what feels good to you and feels right to you. It's a very helpful grounding coming home to yourself, coming home to Jesus moment when we do that for ourselves and we tap into our intuition, we tap into our bodies and we ask ourselves, what is it that we need? What is it that's speaking to us? You know, even just like scrolling on Pinterest and being like, what is what speaks to me? What is it that really speaks to me? What is it that excites me? Um, you know, do you have things going on in your charts that are encouraging you to learn what it is that brings you joy or speaks to you, um, so on and so forth. That's always a fun practice on top of that, just for anyone, but especially if you have placements that are encouraging you in that kind of manner, maybe you are second house heavy or have Taurus placements, North Node and Taurus especially, um, for instance, are just some examples um, of, you know, you being here to kind of learn what floats your boat. Saturn in the fifth house also have that in Vedic astrology and things of that nature. But overall, just in general, what's going to really help is to, because um, like I said, temperance. So temperance is balance. And because it creates a five, it just really spoke to me because it's this super odd number of time. Um where, you know, it kind of also embracing the odd energy of switching things up and moving things around and trying this and then doing that and maybe not having the same routine every single day and being okay with it, kind of embracing it for what it is, is going to help you become more balanced. It's kind of like an, a Scorpio lesson here, right? I think a lot of sevens have Scorpio placements because seven really reminds me of Scorpio a lot of the time, especially if how obsessed it is with truth and it's like focus on truth. Um, yeah, there's usually some sort of dominant planet in Scorpio with people who have sevens, uh, anywhere in their chart, excuse me, oh my goodness, so, yeah, that's traditionally ruled by Mars, and I'm just seeing Red Jasper in my mind right now, um, but regardless, <laughs> Regardless, um, kind of just allowing yourself to be in the flow, right? Reminding ourselves to be in the flow, reminding ourselves not to judge ourselves so much, not be not to be too caught up in our minds so much. Um, kind of just accepting things for what they are without losing sight of what it is that you want to be doing ultimately and just finding a beautiful, healthy balance and flow within that and whatever way speaks to you is my advice on that. That's what I do for myself. It's not going to work for everybody. So know what's best for you. Um, I'm just throwing in my two cents out into the world because it's what I'm here to do. It's one of the things I'm here to do. Um, that being said... I forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> okay, so I went over the crystals. I went over the temperance factor of balance and it being a five and finding balance and centeredness through switching things around and, ex and it kind of embracing the chaos, embracing the things kind of being all over the place or whatever the way they are. Um, right, seven I really need to emphasize is to not overthink and not to be stuck in your brain. And to not give so much weight and validity to every single thought that comes into your mind and to focus on, like, just 
what you can do. One of the biggest practices that is extremely healing and important for a seven is meditation because you really need to learn to master your mind, not out of fear and not for fearful or negative reasons that you need to be worried about, but it's just one of those tools that you can really hone in on your inner strength and like really help yourself get nice and grounded and happy and healthy because um, it's really important not to put so much weight behind your thoughts as a seven. You can be very caught up in your mind and really overanalytical of all things at all times and it to your detriment, right? This could be even if you have seven in your karmic, it could be an issue that's ongoing for you. Um, and so learning to, cause meditation is not, it's not that, not that you have to sit there and not have any thoughts. Meditation teaches you to not be reactive to your thoughts, to be an observer of your thoughts. It teaches you to tap into your highest state of awareness, which is the observer of those thoughts, which is the observer of those emotions, not attaching yourself to your thoughts or your emotions, but realizing that they are just that, just thoughts and emotions, and that you are what is watching and observing those thoughts and emotions, right? This is, we're going back to detachment, right? There's a healthy form of detachment and an unhealthy form of detachment in all things in life. Balance is necessary and knowing a time and a place for things is necessary, right? Life is very nuanced, like I've said before, and it's very true that it's very nuanced and so are people and circumstances in life. And, um, but yeah, regardless, you know, finding that healthy detachment through meditation of understanding that like your thoughts don't hold, not giving your thoughts and your feelings so much weight, um, is going to give you that clarity that you need to actually be able to decipher and find the ultimate truths that you're here to be doing as a seven. Um, you know, and to remember that you are worthy of having confidence. You have every, you know, right to um, feel good about yourself and to be strong in yourself and to be confident within yourself um, as a human being. None of us are perfect. Nobody's perfect. And life is not perfect. Um, it's just not, you know, and that's okay. Um, there are certainly a lot of wonderful things about life, though and about reality, and about this human experience that we're here to live. Um, and it's about the little things, for starters, that bring us joy, and allowing ourselves to have joy from little things that really brings life to life in the best way possible. And just kind of allowing everything to be an experience of learning and growth and enjoyment is really the best place to be at with everything, in my opinion, in my truth, at the end of the day. Okay? So, yeah. Take care of yourself. Just simple mindfulness moments, simple moments to recollect and reconvene, to meditate, to journal, just be like, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling like this and this and that, and this and this is why. You know, general like self-expression and coming home to yourself, just little tiny rituals that you could do, even just like pulling out your notes on your phone. I do this all the time and it's helped me so much. Like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just start to pray and I use my notes to pray. I basically kind of journal and pray at the same time. You don't have to do that, but it's just an example in case it resonates. 
Um, and then just getting, you know, getting everything out that you're feeling, that you're thinking, and why is going to be major, especially for seven energy. Um, but for all of us that are going through all of this, you know, very helpful in general, regardless of the month and number. <laughs> so yeah, those are some of the things. Pyrite. I don't know if I mentioned pyrite. I love pyrite. Pyrite's really great for your solar plexus. Um, if you have the sun and destiny matrix in your own personal chart or in a, in a chart, um, of synastry with someone, things related, oh, especially like if in synastry, right? Um, the number at your core in your synastry chart is gonna speak about what can be the most helpful for, for you and that person you have that synastry with. Just like with regular Destiny Matrix and non-Sinistry, the core number is the answer to all things. It really makes everything better. Um, you know, Sinistry is the same thing. So, like, if you, whatever number you have in that core number in Sinistry, check out what chakras are related to that, that number and what exactly on a whole spectrum is related to that number. And, you know, explore that and see how that works for you. Um... You know, but just in general, uh, too much manipulation is never right either. But it is something, you know, that I believe in that we meet people come into our lives for a lesson and a reason. And when we can realize what that is, it can really help ourselves. So <sighs> be honest with yourself as best you can, but also be very kind and gentle with yourself and just be patient with yourself during this time. You know, a seven month especially is like really be kind and caring and patient with yourself. Really take the time to express how you're feeling and your emotions. Uh, do things that help to lift you up and build your confidence and ground you. Little times and moments of, of personal time that help you to come back to center, being out in nature, um, you know, breathing exercises, little things that help you come back home to you and find clarity as best you can because you deserve to feel your best and to live your best life, right? Yep, you do. You deserve to live your best life and feel your ultimate best. And God loves you and you're never alone. And don't forget to pray if that sounds right for you because it is really helpful. Not at first all of the time, maybe. You know, but over time, you're going to see how much it can be helpful and, um, you know, how much it builds your faith and helps you know that you're not alone and that you can ask for help because you deserve to be able to ask for help no matter what. Okay, chicken butt. I'll see you guys in my next episode. I hope this helped in any kind of way in your highest divine good. If you like this episode, don't forget to let me know. Share with a friend, share with a family member, just share it with the world, won't ya? And don't forget to join us because we would love to have you here. I love you very much. And um, even Claire loves you. You know, Claire doesn't like anybody, but she loves you guys. And that's saying something. I'll see you later. One love.